Carly and Issa. Welcome to the podcast, babies. <laughs> we're back. We took another little hiatus because, you know, we're just doing us. And sometimes we don't want to. Um, <laughs> so we're back. Today's episode is on formative albums. Uh, we just wanted to give you all a little sneak peek into our brains, what developed our music taste, what impacted us, and what songs and albums stick with us to this day. <laughs> so before we do that, we got to do the classic segments, songs that fuck and songs that suck. Carly? Okay, so I am really excited about my song that fucks this week. And I'll tell you why. Because my song that fucks is a little ditty. It's <laughs> called Cowboys Are Frequently Secretly Fond of Each Other by Willie Nelson. <laughs> and it is a song about how pretty much all cowboys are gay as fuck. <laughs> I, you know, I've never heard anything Willie Nelson, but I think I'm on board after hearing that title. It is amazing. <laughs> I stumbled upon this song when, I don't know, I don't even know how, it was like a couple weeks ago, and I meant to do it as my song that fucks, but it was the episode that we had Emily on, and I was <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want this to be my first, like, interaction right. with her. So... <laughs> So I did it and then I forgot about it. But I feel like I don't know how we stumbled upon this like um, Spotify playlist where it was like a bunch of it was from a TikTok or something. Yeah, okay. it was from a TikTok. And it was like, now all country music is bad. Follow me on Spot- or, like, Spotify. I, I think I've seen to, that like, TikTok. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we were going, me and Nathan were going through this person's Spotify account and there was a playlist about um country songs by or like for gay people yes okay and I know exactly yeah what and we found this song and we listened to it and it is incredible if you haven't heard of it because I did not I've never heard of the song before I stumbled upon it um do yourself a favor and go listen to it because it's good in dare I say it fucks oh so. my god <laughs> I gotta check that one out immediately after we're done it's- here really good I'll put it on the playlist as well oh my god (laughs) well mine is a classic a song that I love um it is excess by Rina Sawayama um I heard about Rina maybe last year when that article came out about her not being eligible for I think it was the BAFTA awards it's like the British music awards um, because technically she's not a citizen and she's been living there like nearly her whole life. And when I heard that, I was like, that is so weird because like people, all kinds of people be getting nominated for Grammys. You yeah. don't need to be, th- that just seems so weird. And so like xenophobic to me, I was like, what is this? Um, and Elton John was singing her praises and saying that this was like a perfect album. So I was like, gotta check this out and I had a few friends who were like Rena I would die for her I would take a bullet for her um and yeah so would I this song fucks <laughs> it's called XS it's spelled like the letters XS but she's talking okay. about like 
spending money in excess and Ooh, like okay. how you deserve it she's like mm, cartier tesla x i was like yeah the the oh and my gosh her shit it like it's so danceable like the beats just make you want to get up like you cannot play the song while you're driving down the highway because you will be like missing exits left and right <laughs> but um yeah that's my song that fucks it it is a banger for sure Hell yeah. Wow. Also, exciting news before we get into like the meat of the pod. I bought tickets last night to go to the Bonnaroo Festival this <gasps> summer. I saw that. Dude, have you seen the lineup for this fucking concert? Hold up. Let me pull this shit up. It is incredible. I'm so excited. Okay, so on the Friday, the headliners are Foo Fighters and Miss Megan the Stallion. Oh my god. <laughs> like, yes, a, and then like a physical reaction. <laughs> yes, yes. And Janelle Monet, Glass Animals. Oh my god. Um yeah, Primus, Grace Potter, Orville Peck, Kim Petras. I'm super excited. Oh my God. On Saturday, it is Tame Impala and Miss Lizzo. Of of course. They and do it. Um, Phoebe Bridgers is going to be there, and I'm going to cry the whole time. I'm going to cry the whole fucking time, oh Lisa, God. like literally. And um, yeah, and like a bunch of other bands I listen to are going to be on that day as well. And then on Sunday, it's Tyler the Creator and Lana Del Rey. Oh, I'm gonna my get to see this controversy herself. And um, that day, it's like Leon Bridges and Brittany Howard from oh uh, Alabama Shakes. I yeah, love Brittany. Ha- oh my god, dude! Me too. Her voice is incredible. Yeah, I know. I know. So I'm super excited. Like yeah. I have been wanting to go to Bonnaroo for so long. I almost went um, a couple years ago, the I first remember. year that I went to Shaky Knees. And because um, I went to Shaky Knees, like I just wasn't able to swing it financially, like b- right. the both of those in and one year. Um, oh my God, Bonnaroo was so expensive. I don't even want to say how much like we're spending for the just the Wait. two of us to go. Wait, like, I say wanna... it and I'll cut it out. What is it? For total, our tickets, the fees, and our car camping pass oh my is God. $830. Oh, my God. $830. And that's not even, like... You can like, keep it in. I don't care. Like, everyone knows how much these <laughs> ticket prices are. Well, it's just gross. It's does that like, include, like, you... where you stay? I was going to say, like, because some people stay at the You festival? camp. Yeah, you camp. Okay, okay, so okay. we bought we bought a camping pass. Yeah. Okay. That's... So we get, like, a little, yeah. like, I think it's, like, 20 by 20 plot where we can park our car and, like, pitch a tent next to our car. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's expensive, but I think it's kind of worth it. Like, they have a lot of, like, um, different kinds of uh, amenities. They have these little stations all throughout the park where there are water stations, free Wi-Fi. You can charge your phone. There are like the bathrooms and the showers. Um, they have like different kinds of games and parties that they plan. Yeah. And then in the morning before or after, I mean, depending on how late you stay up or how early you get up, um, the concerts, they have like yoga classes, jazzercise, like, That's crazy. Um, yeah, like meditation classes. And then they have like these parties, like, um, in like like early morning or late night parties or whatever like um at the different stations and yeah it's just it's really cool and I don't know it's I've never had that like experience where you go to a music festival and like you camp right. so I'm really 
excited for that. That's, like that's going to be really a cool. Full immersive experience. That's really awesome. Yeah, and like Drink I'm a, a vaccinated water. bitch now, so I'm vaccinated. I'm ready. I will be drinking a ton of water. Bring some black because yeah. I imagine a lot of time out in the sun. Yes, makes, makes me uh, think of Burning Man. People going crazy. Yes, comfy clothes, comfy shoes. I. I learned a few things when I was at Shaky Knees and I made a few mistakes that I will be learning from. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm super excited. I wanted to share that because I'm just like super pumped and it's like the ultimate music festival. That'd be so fun. It's going to be such a cool experience. When you come back, we should do a podcast about like our experiences in concerts and music festivals. You will have a lot more to say than I will, but that would be a fun episode, I think. Yeah, that would be super fun because we've been to some together too, so we can talk about those. But yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, that's not until September though, so that's like okay. a future, future, future episode. Be but um, um yeah. I was gonna say, did you have a song that sucks before we move on? Oh no, I didn't. That's why I was like, okay, done. <laughs> okay, I did. Okay, um, it's Peaches by Justin Bieber. Haven't oh, listened that was to almost mine. Song. That was almost mine, but I was like, nah, fuck it. I just, I don't care that much. (laughs) I have heard him try to promo this song so much. Like, he is just trying to get himself to number one so desperately, and I'm like... Like he did with that Yummy song? Yes! Oh my god, do you remember that shit? Yes, to me, the most outstanding thing is that, like, the lyricism is so lazy. I get my peaches in Georgia, my weed in California... After those two lyrics, I said, I'm I'm not down for this ride. It's too <laughs> obvious. There's nothing like original yeah. here. Oh, it just I, seems, yeah. I don't care for him as an artist. Like there are maybe one or two songs of his that I enjoy. And that's it. Like I've I've never cared for him as an artist. And like I know that he's been in the industry like since he was a kid. Right. And like obviously when you're 13 years old, your lyricism isn't gonna be like amazing. But I just right. I don't I don't see how much I don't see that he's grown that much you know what I mean right I which I feel s- like at this point you would have you've when you've spent your whole life in the industry yeah exactly I will say that I did see the Justin Bieber movie when it came out um because I was invited by a group of uh semi-popular kids and Ooh. I and they made shirts and I wasn't allowed to go that day to make the shirt so they made one for me and we wore shirts Aww. at the theater. It was really awkward because I didn't really know any of them. Um, the things you do for fame, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but moving <cute>. on. <laughs> so on to the main course. Now that we've had our appetizer. Oh, my God. Formative album. So we're going to go uh, like back and forth kind of like we did for for our not no skip albums. So. Yes. Kylie, would you like to go first? Sure, I'll go first. So the first one on my list is um, the album Music by Madonna. Oh, that's um, a good one. <laughs> it is so good. I forgot about this album for a minute. And Nathan and I were in the car like last week and we were talking about 
just like throwback music that we used to listen to. And I used to listen to this album in the car with my mom all the time when I was younger. My mom is a huge Madonna fan. (laughs) And I remember when we still lived in Michigan and like this specific like little white car that my mom had and my mom had this CD in it and like Pink's like, let's get the party started album. And then like the Black Eyed Peas, My Humps album. And we would listen to those. Like my mom had an interesting music taste, but that's besides the point. Anyway, we would listen to this album and I I don't know it's just so fun like it just makes you want to dance it is so just like kind of groovy like you just Mm -hmm. want to have fun like when you're listening to this song and I was thinking about it when I was writing this like making a playlist for my mom of like all of the songs and like uh albums we used to listen to in the car when I was Mm -hmm. little and like she would cry because it would be so sentimental but like yeah yeah this album is just like so sentimental and like nostalgic for me and I don't know the fact that I knew all the words to a Madonna album when I was like nine years old (laughs) I mean that's power (laughs) yeah but that's my first one it's good you guys what is your ideal listening experience if you were to go back and appreciate this album what would honor it what, Being what in experience? the car with my mom. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I love that. Um, so my first album, also a very similar thing. Like I listened to, this is like the first album I remember listening to with my mom in the car. Um, and it is Pies Descalzos by Shakira. Because <laughs> we're Colombian through and through, baby. And um, yeah, it's the first thing I remember listening to. And it was in our like silver van no ac sweating buckets in the heat of miami um but blasting blasting that album i i love that album so much like when i listen to it now it really reminds me of miami and and just you know i I mean my mom drove me all through high school so i have a lot of memories of like listening to music in the car with her but that one is my favorite one um what are I don't know her work that well what are like the singles from the album that I might know um I don't know that you would know any of them because this is her I, I'll go to the album right now but this is was her first this I think it's her first or second album but this was before her transition to American music like her crossover oh, I probably wouldn't then this was what um Shakira's iconic red hair which she's recently okay yeah Yeah. so so this was like she was really establishing herself as like a colombian rock artist and um so it's a lot grungier than her later stuff um but there's still a lot of like trumpets and traditional colombian instruments so she she does a really good job she's she was only like 19 when she put that out but she she has like such a great ear of blending different styles and her lyricism is amazing and she speaks like five languages anyway I wrote a uh, an essay about Shakira in um the eighth grade I had like it was like one of those um like the state would make you write a paper or something and they're like who should be on the on the U.S. currency and I said Shakira and I told my English teacher and afterwards she was like you know she's not American right and I was like why should that stop her from being on our current was that on was that on your fcat because i remember that yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the fcat dude <laughs> uh, yeah but um anyway i have a lot of love for shakira 
and um ideal listening experience for that is just like with my mom wherever yeah so fun Aww, I love that <laughs> anyway okay so my next one is an album called The Rose by Bette Midler oh my it was <laughs> it was the first vinyl that I ever got because my mom gave it to me it was a hand-me-down it was my mom's and I I really liked her. when I was a kid, I really liked the movie Hocus Pocus as most of us do. Mm-hmm. And Queen Bette Midler is in that movie. And I don't know why when I was younger, I had a, such an obsession, honestly, unhealthy obsession with this middle-aged woman. And I loved her so much. And my mom was like, have you ever like seen her in any other movies? And so my mom started showing me like these movies that she was in and I just <laughs> loved it so much you were like and wait so- she's in other stuff <laughs> I know I know um but yeah so my mom gave me this album when I started like watching her movies and like really getting into her work and stuff and I just like I don't know I was like 14 13 14 and like I just really started falling in love with like older music like that like Mm -hmm. you know listening to her and then listening to like Tom Waits and like you know Joni Mitchell came later but like just music like that and like Simon and Garfunkel and like all that stuff and and The Rose is such a good album it's technically like a soundtrack um to the movie and it's the movie is like loosely based on Janis Joplin's life and um the music is really good a lot of them are covers of songs that already existed but in the 70s like she just had this really cool like rock and roll fucking voice that had such a rasp to it and it was it's just really good and I really cherish that I have that album like I have a couple hand-me-down albums from my mom and that one is like that one and like the Doris Morrison Hotel are like the two that are very close to my heart so is that the one that wind beneath my wings is on no that was like an album of hers from the that was uh from the beaches okay I was like it's that or beaches (laughs) It's this is the one with like the uh some say love it is <laughs> you know have you heard that song? I think I've heard that. I don't know. Yeah. It's to be honest, not to be like a, a, a fake fan. I love Bette Midler, but I haven't listened to a lot of her stuff. No, that's okay. So her music is like not the best, but that album is really good. <laughs> um I love her a lot as an actress, but some of the music was a miss for me. Um but that album No, but that up. that album is really good, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so I <laughs> I didn't put my albums in order of how I didn't I either to present them, but yeah. I I think based on what you said, this seems like the logical next one to present. Um and it is Barbara Streisand's The Broad oh, yeah. album from 1985. Hell yeah. Hell this yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's it's good. It's excellent. Um another one that I used to listen to with my mom. So I, I have a musical theater degree. So, you know, naturally that had to come from somewhere. And a lot of, of my love for musical theater developed in elementary to middle school so I would just listen to cast albums so all that period of my life I was listening to cast recordings I was listening to like the divas and I was listening to whatever my mom would play uh, which is usually Shakira and Juanes that was it 
Um, <laughs> so this album I have on vinyl actually, and it's Barbara doing like covers of musical theater, but she's also kind of doing like her own mashups like sh- and, and like gender bending barbara was just like fuck it i want to sing what i want to sing and you can't tell me otherwise and there's this one cover she does it's she does pretty women with ladies who lunch and it's just like oh. such a great rendition and at the end like the last line is like pretty women rise and every time i think of that i'm like oh, i want to cry because barbara i think that is just like such peak barbara Uh, the power in her voice like she has she has such a unique timbre that like yeah it's just quintessential Broadway and it's she's just so herself and that inspired me a lot as a kid I wanted to be Barbara I was (laughs) Leah Michelle um (laughs) we'll get into that um ideal listening for this I guess I don't know I like to listen to this one on vinyl because it just takes me back. You know, there are some albums that the experience of like having it on vinyl just immerses you a little more. And and that is one. Definitely. So next one, Curly. So my next one is Lady Sings the Blues, Billie Holiday. Oh, that's good. Um, Because... I chose this one because like when I was in high school, I got really into um, jazz because of a vocal teacher that I had. And I, I really wanted to sing jazz because I kind of found like a sweet spot there. And I was really, I liked the way that I sounded when I was singing that style of music. And I liked that style of music and I liked how free it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I just like got obsessed and I was definitely annoying about it because in high school I was like that pretentious kid that was like I only listen to jazz and like a musical theater so I'm yeah get out of my level yeah as a 15 year old kid I was such an asshole but anyway yeah so I would just listen to this album and like anything by Billie Holiday anything by Ella Fitzgerald in my room and just try to like replicate like what they were doing and like stop and start the albums and like learn how to like scat from Ella and like just try to like repeat everything that they were doing so I could like really hone in like my style and like what I thought I should sound like as Mm -hmm. like a jazz singer um and I I just loved that like I I I went all in too because when I was in high school I dressed like a little like vintage like you all my clothes from mod cloth (laughs) and like everything and I brought it into college I I, was gonna say we didn't meet until college but I remember maybe it was were we at the same audition yeah okay okay yeah that's right because you had that one I remember it so clearly it's this like um not an a-line skirt but it it went down to like like around your calf and it was like beige and it had like the fleur-de-lis pattern that that was very much I was getting very like I have a gig and it's at a half-lit cabaret tonight that's how I dressed like my entire freshman year too I had like those blunt like Betty bangs too always um, the scarlet red lipstick yeah oh my god I was a lipstick gal I Oh, I still appreciate a lip and a lash, but, uh, <laughs> but it was, it was very like 
poise I remember yeah and I don't know I appreciate that era of myself but that's it's too much work now I'm old and lazy (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just funny to think about because that is so different from like your aesthetic now and and it's it's not like you know I was evolving I was trying to find myself I love that So how would you, if you were to listen to this album again, how would you want to experience it? Oh, um, definitely on vinyl. I have it. It's nice to listen to on Sundays when I'm like cleaning the house. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I always gravitate towards listening to like jazz or blues, like to fuel my cleaning the house. I don't know (laughs) why I do that. It just makes so much sense to me. I think because like when I was younger, um, like in high school and I still live with my parents, obviously, like whenever my mom would make me help her clean the house, like that was one genre of music that we could always agree on. So we would just put on like, uh, like Amy Winehouse station on Pandora or whatever. And then all of this stuff would just play. So, so you've been like conditioned to yes. start cleaning when you hear smooth jazz. Pavlovian. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But yes. <laughs> anyway um so I guess I will go with this album next these are actually two albums because I was like these go together um you're gonna hate me for this but is it a glee cast album because I will literally murder you (laughs) well rest in peace plan my funeral baby because it is (laughs) god how well do I know you I okay 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 (laughs) I, I put the Wicked original cast album and the Glee cast albums together because that's what I was listening to. I remember through middle school, I had my iPod Nano and those were the albums that were on repeat all the time. And especially because you were talking about uh, like vocal influences and, and that was at the time, like those are my vocal influences. I thought Wicked was so iconic. It was the first show that I saw on Broadway. I saw it again when it came to town and I mean, there's something about that experience. Like every time I see Wicked, it's so overplayed. You hear it so often, but damn it. Like every time I see it, I just like cry. There's something so like spectacular about it. Like the literal spectacle of it all is just overwhelming. And I'm not going to lie. I still sing those songs in the car and blow out my voice and here's the thing I think that I blew out my voice sometime in high school singing uh no good deed in the shower because because three years later I went to the max maxiofacial surgeon to get scoped because I had like a cold for a really long time and he said your voice is fine but I see something here that could have been a possible injury in the past and I said I know what happened. I tried too hard on no good deed. I wasn't ready. I didn't have the training <laughs> and I, I plopped a vessel or something. Oh my God. Um, and that goes hand in hand with the Glee cast albums because look, it's corny. It's iconic. It's, looking back at it now, it's ridiculous. And my mom didn't want to let me watch it. And I understand why I do, but it is campy. It is insane. It is ridiculous. When, when you find out when I found out that Leah Michelle was just as terrible as her character I was like you know what that's really funny to me that's really funny <laughs> to me everyone legitimately out. hates her and I was like I'm very like <laughs> like I'm very glad that I did not worship her 
as a lot of people did. But um, I mean, it definitely had an influence on me. I can't lie. It's it's not one of the things that I would go back to often. There are some songs I will say, Kurt's version of the boy next door from <laughs> the boy from Oz very good and he should have gotten into niata over rachel that's another story that we can go into but we won't um so yeah that that's to me there were a lot of musical theater albums i could have put on here but that i mean i had glee posters in my room so i can't lie can't lie to you um ideal listening experience wicked no listening acapella singing in the shower yeah that's it agreed and I would agree with that and for the glee cast album like shame listening on the toilet i don't know <laughs> but yeah anyway what about you what's okay. your next album so my next one is songs for a seagull by Joni mitchell oh. this was the first Joni mitchell album i ever bought um i don't know i don't know why I started listening to Joni Mitchell because I have, I've not been a lifelong fan. I am a huge fan now, but it has not been a lifelong endeavor. Um, I can't remember exactly how I became a fan, but I remember the first vinyl album I bought of hers and it was this one. And I loved how just so eerie and melodic it sounded. And it's so appropriate that it's called songs for a seagull because it just sounds like the beach mm -hmm. you know and for a long time I would always say that this was like my desert island album like if I had yeah. to choose one you know um because it's just so good and it makes you feel so serene and her voice is just like literally an angelic I mean I just I love her um and she's like now one of my greatest musical influences like I just respect her so much and her life and her songwriting and I fully believe that she is one of the greatest songwriters like that has ever lived mm -hmm. and I probably never would have been as big of a fan or had been as influenced if I hadn't listened to that album so yeah Idea listening for that album would be like in my uh, earbuds, like while I'm walking on the beach Aww, by I myself. That. Yeah, I yeah. should listen to more Joni Mitchell. I've only heard the Blue album and the. I Wish mean, I if you're gonna ever. listen to one, yeah, if you're gonna listen to one, that's the one. But um, <laughs> yeah, this album is really good. I think you would like it. It's it's very calming. Beautiful. Well, okay, let me pick my next one. Okay, this one goes with that one. So um, we have a nice flow going. I love that it's going. <laughs> anyway, so my next album, I grew up listening to a lot of Colombian music. So my mom would play Colombian rock music because that was what was happening at the in the 90s and 2000s. But she would also like bring, do you know those like little world albums? I forget what they're called, but they're, it's like one publishing company and they pull like a bunch of random songs. They're like um, something, something world presents Brazil. And they have a bunch of like yeah. cultural songs that are like yeah. popular. So she used to play a lot of like Bossa Nova for me when I was really young. Um, so... I don't know what specific album that was, but the album that I have here is Nara Leao's 
um, 20 grandes sucesos, which are like 20 biggest hits. Nada Leal was like one of the most famous bossa nova singers. Um, she, if you know, like the girl from Ipanema, she does mm -hmm. a really beautiful rendition. Um, I don't know. It's just like anytime I really need to calm myself down, that is something I gravitate towards. So I remember one time listening to it with my mom and it, it like we both started crying because there's just something like deeply ancestral about that music to me. And um, oh God, it's so relaxing. Sometimes it's a little cheesy though, because there's like certain recordings in the 80s that have that weird like do you know what I'm talking about? The, that weird synth that's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I want to drag in a clip. If I find a clip when I'm editing, I will put it here. It's editing Isa here. I'm going to include a short clip from Shaka Khan's I Feel For You from the 80s to show you exactly what I was talking about. In the episode, I called it a synth, but it's more like a an electronic harmonica or a digital harmonica. I still have no idea what it is, but it was a sound that was used in a lot of 80s songs. So like instead of a saxophone or a guitar solo, you would have an electronic harmonica solo. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So for now, I'm going to call this the mystery of the electronic harmonica. If you have any idea of the history of this, please let me know. The instrument I'm talking about is the one that plays the solo in the following clip. And it's really shrill. It's you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you hear it. I'll just play it. Anyway, um, her voice specifically is just so calming and it's just very like centering music that, that I listened to throughout, yeah, my childhood and then I found it again in college. So yeah, I love her. Love that bitch. Um, yeah. how would I listen? Oh, definitely on a long drive, a long drive at night going back home. That's how I listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. What do I want to say next? Okay. So my next one is Buddha and the Chocolate Box by Cat Stevens. I've never heard so, of this. Yeah, I hadn't either. So the way that I stumbled <laughs> upon this fucking album was I was like 16 years old and I was at a record store with my mom and mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out what to buy. And my mom was like, well, you don't always have to buy records that you already know and like. Why don't you just pick something random and you see if you like it? And I was like, okay, fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. So <laughs> I picked two albums that just looked cool. Uh-huh, um, like the cover art. Uh-huh, and this one... It was a blue sleeve and it had a gold Buddha on it. And when you open it up, it has like these little pictures of um, it's like a comic kind of of this little kid with um, like this little chocolate Buddha. And it's really cute. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just get this one. Um, and I took it home and I listened to it and it's like, it's fucking Cat Stevens, like the guy who sings Peace Train, like, you know who mm -hmm. Cat Stevens is. Yeah. And it's just such a good album and it's got some fucking bangers on it and it's so good. And I don't know why I never thought of like that as a way to 
expand my musical taste and learn about what I like and what I don't like. And so that was the first album that I really started, you know, experimenting with my music taste and picking things that I had never heard of before. And now I do that and I find music that I really love and I get to be adventurous um, with my music taste. And so that was like, you know, maybe if I had done that and I found an album that like I didn't like, I wouldn't have done that. And then I wouldn't know so much less music than I know now. Um, so I don't know. I'm really grateful to the album. I love Cat Stevens and you know, that, that kind of music is just like so calming and nice and it makes you feel happy. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. So when you first said Cat Stevens, like, I know that's a musician, but in my head I had Cat Williams. Oh, you know, the comedian <laughs> with like the very like the flat press. I do. Hair. Yeah. No, I was like, I'm talking about. I didn't know he did a little crossover. Good for him. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Do you okay. know the Peace Train song? Carly. No. They weren't playing that in my household. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I'll put it on the I'll put it on the thing. I don't know if I can. I mean, I guess I could play it right now. I'm always scared we're gonna get copyrighted, but no one. I mean, nobody's listening. Yeah. Yeah. Here, cut this blank part out. I'll play it for you. Okay. Now I've been happy days, thinking about the things to come. I've never heard this. What? Yeah. My gosh. It's a good song. I mean, like, I mean this in, like, a wholesome way, but this sounds like very Caucasian music that I just don't know how I would have stumbled upon, you know? No, Cass Evans is, like, I want to say he's Israeli. Really? I I just hear that guitar, and I, I, like, coop it in, like, with Woodstock and stuff. I'm like, I don't. That's an area of music that I don't know a lot about. His stage name is Cat Evans. His real name is Yusuf Islam. So it's not Caucasian. That's funny. Well, yeah, he's Islamic. First impressions, not always right. Yeah, yeah. It it does sound very. It, it's from like the seventies, though, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. That's what he looked like. Okay. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. Cat Stevens. He was you... inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple years ago. I know he's an important man, but look, I never claim to know everything about music. Hence the I name know. of our podcast. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, did you say ideal listening? Oh, no, I didn't. Um, ideal listening. I don't know. At Woodstock. Maybe. Get a time machine. At Woodstock. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, maybe just like on vinyl, chilling in my house. I, yeah, I don't really have one for this one. <laughs> Just chilling when you're in a state of chill. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next album, since we are in the 70s, uh, Queen's Greatest Hits album. So on our No Skip Albums playlist, I mentioned Abba Gold. This album is like another greatest hits. Yeah. Um, I just, I listened to them a lot as a child. I remember we had this CD player and I would just like plug my little headset in and I would just be singing bicycle on repeat bicycle. I don't know why. Um, I mean, queen is a classic. I, 
I've always loved Queen. I uh, wrote a paper on Bohemian Rhapsody and the operetta style. Like I, I love, I have so much appreciation for Freddie Mercury. And I mean, I mean, you know, my Instagram handle was Freddie Mercury's ghost for a really long time. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. But I know I have a lot of respect for everything that he did. And uh, I don't know, just being like open about his sexuality. He was just like such a queer icon and the music was just, uh, just so good. You can pick any album and it's amazing. It's just all amazing. Um, and I just remember listening to that as a little kid. And I think that's when my appreciation for like seventies and eighties rock started and um yeah queen rocks also i was gonna put this album on here but i can't find it anywhere because it's not a real album another album that i used to listen to just as much as queen's greatest hits was this album called vocal trash and it was a group that used to perform at the miami-dade county fair and they would play oh, using yeah. instruments that were made out of trash. And they put this album together. And my, I, like, I loved them so much when we went to the carnival or the fair or whatever. My parents bought a CD from them for me. And they did a bunch of different covers. And they did this cover of Hooked on a Feeling that was so good. I, that was my jam, Hooked on a Feeling. I, w- I was hooked. And I'm just really sad because I can't find that album. And it doesn't exist anywhere. But that is another album of my formative years, Vocal Trash. If you're out there, please come find me. I love you so much. (laughs) Anyway, um, ideal listening. I don't know. Put some leather on. Listen to Queen. Hell yeah. Put some leather on. (laughs) Okay. So my next one is... We're just rolling on the leather trend. Uh, the the Velvet Underground and Nico album. Uh, this song, album is fucking incredible. It's so good. Um, it's the one with the Andy Warhol banana on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, I started listening to this album. I don't know. I, I went through a phase in like late high school where like all I listened to was like the doors and Jefferson airplane. And I just like thought I was like the coolest kid alive. And um, I listened to this album all the time. And there's one song specifically called Venus and Furs, which is about like yes. SNM. And uh, I, that was my favorite song for like the whole year that I was 17. And I just thought that I was such a <laughs> badass. Um yeah, I, I've just always been a pretentious fuck when it comes to music, I guess. So That's anyway. why we started this podcast, because Carly, <laughs> like, actually knows a lot about music, and I know a lot about musical theater, and that's not enough for me. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, this what? album is, oh, hello, Aww. you can cut this out. This is my little kitty. Say hi, Philly. You want to say something? You want to say something? You're in front of the microphone. You want to talk? Oh, now you're well, silent. If you're not, not going to say anything, you got to get out. Philly, Philly, were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, this album is just like, 
It's so good. I mean, it's got Sunday morning on it. It's got heroin on it. And that song literally fucking sounds like heroin. I mean, it's just insane. Like the musicality of this album is so good. And Nico is on it. And I love her. And I used to not like her because she has a weird voice. I think she's, I think she's French. I don't know where she's from, but she's just, she's, um, she's interesting. She's a character, but um, yeah, this album it's just so formative to me because I think it really just solidified like my music taste when I was younger, like the music taste that I have now, like the things that I like. And I was trying to listen to a bunch of different things when I was younger and like really try to find myself. And after I like got over like my whole jazz thing, um, I really like found what I really like. And I think that I owe a lot of that to this album and just like how many nights I spent listening to this, like staying up until like four o'clock in the morning with my friends in high school, like in my room, um, just like listening to the doors and the velvet underground and thinking that we were cool shit. And then 30 um, miles away from that, I was in a Denny's after <laughs> a one act play with a bunch of nerds <laughs> getting like the birthday oh, cake special. Ideal listening for this album, I think, would be like, man, I don't know. Staying up really late. Yeah, staying up really late, three in the morning, you know, turning the lights down, like really ambient light, making like a pillow for it or something. Like really just like experiencing the music. And yeah, and just like laying down on the floor and just listening to the music and not doing anything else. That's I love music that that you can like it's just a very special thing when you have friends and people that you can sit with and just listen to music. Yeah. I feel like that's such an ethereal thing. It really is. It it feels so just like transcendent almost. Like mm-hmm. when you're like just sitting there and you're just like listening to a piece of music and you're experiencing it with another person and they're sitting there and they're experiencing the same thing as you and it it connects you you know what I mean and it it just like it's such a special thing and I'm really grateful to all throughout my life as like an avid you know music listener and fan to have had friends that I have been able to do that with because that's yeah. something that's so special that's a, to me. That's a very special connection. It's like be it's like the equivalent of being okay with with silence. It, it, like yeah. I don't know, it's like you've reached this level of comfort that you can share this music and not have to say anything, just experience yeah. it together. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. so special. It's like the same with like concerts and stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like experiencing a concert that's like with like someone that is special to you is the same way and mm-hmm. I don't know music is just so fucking cool <laughs> I love that we gotta do that soon too but yeah that that was that's so sweet I love that I think that really shows like like your connection with music that's really beautiful um so my next album actually two albums because I don't know I just love both of these so much um, it's Vows and The Golden Echo by Kimbra. They're her first two albums. Kimbra, most people know her from um, Goat Ye's, somebody that I used to know. She's the girl who sings the bridge. 
but I really wish that people took the time to listen to her music because I've tried to listen to the rest of Goat Ye's music. I think there's two albums. It's not great. Somebody that I used to know is great. But Kimbra's discography, she only has three albums out. But her music is just so good. She plays with like techno beats and her voice so much. She sometimes in concerts, she'll loop things live. And it just seeing that, watching that happen is I've never seen it in person, but I've seen recordings. It's so cool. And it's a testament to her, her mind, you know, how she can create those harmonies on the spot. There is this YouTube video. It is Kimbra Sings playing Gold Ring um, at Sing Sing Studios Live, which playing Gold Ring popularized by Nina Simone. Um, did she write playing Gold Ring? I know a lot of the stuff she's saying were standards, so I don't know. I don't know. Let me look it up. Because I don't want to misspeak on that because I want to give her credit. Yeah, it looks like Nina Simone wrote that. Okay, so she does a cover of Nina Simone's Playing Gold Ring. And she does it in the studio with like two musicians, but she's looping her own voice live. And it is so cool. And I will say like as a singer myself, she, she has one of those voices that like you can tell she's just learned how to use her voice and she doesn't really have training. Um, and so it's not like the most perfect tone, but she uses it so well, if that makes sense. Like she's yeah. really using her voice. And I, I don't know, her listening to her music. Um, I just remember like that, those months that I spent in Colombia, I didn't have like reception because it was in another country. So I downloaded like all of her music and that's what I listened to the whole time. And it's just so, I don't know, emotional. I think because I have created such a connection with her music. I don't know. I'm a very picky person when it comes to listening to music and I've just held on to her stuff for so long because I just <laughs> love it so much. I think it's very unique and there's something about listening to an artist that you can tell knows their voice, not just as a singer, but as a lyricist and as a performer. And it it's just very clear to me that she knows what she's trying to convey. Like her vision is, even if I don't get it, it's clear that she knows exactly what she's doing. Whereas maybe other people who are in the same genre as her, I think I would classify as like indie, techno pop. I see a lot of artists in that genre who are just kind of like, not very original and I think she's somebody who's very original and I just I could go on and on about her especially because I was listening to her albums um these past few days uh yeah ideal listening I'm always in the car when I listen to this this bitch I yeah just drive it over a bridge over a bridge yes I love her <laughs> Kimbra if you're listening I'm in love with you if you're listening <laughs> also just to um fact check slash clarify the person that wrote plain gold ring was actually named earl solomon burroughs but the first time it appeared on an album was um little girl blue which is an Nina simone album okay yeah so just to put that out there no thank you i appreciate that because i know especially like in that era of music there was a lot of 
people singing standards and then like over time it's attributed like like how younger people think uh make you feel my love is by Adele it's like yeah no 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 let's no 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 yeah I got you it was um uh what's his face guitar dude was like I'll sing the revolution. Bob Dylan. Yes, <laughs> I was about to call him like Dylan Steves or something. I don't know. It's two first names. Oh Bob God. Dylan. No disrespect. Nobel Peace Prize winner. Bob <laughs> with peace and love. With peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Moving on. So my next album is Sam's Town by The Killers. Mm. So this album is classic. It's got all of the bops. It's got When We Were Young. It's got For Reasons Unknown, Read My Mind, Uncle Johnny. It's so good. Anyway, so um, I listened to The Killers for a while. I really liked them uh, in early high school when I thought I was a Tumblr girl. Um and I stopped listening to them for a little while. I mean, you always hear like Mr. Brightside, you know, at karaoke. Yes. Um, but I started listening to them again when me and Nathan got together. Cause like one day we were out shopping like very early on in our relationship. For some reason we were at a mall and we were at like an FYE or whatever that music. Oh store my was God. Oh and my we God. Bought, we bought that CD And we listened to it in the car and on the first road trip that Nathan and I ever took together, um, I don't know why we like were going and we didn't have any cell service, I think. So we listened to that CD the entire way, like on a loop. We just listened to that CD like the whole time and it was so much fun. And so now two years later, we have listened, we make a point to listen to that album at least once on every single road trip we take. And it is so fun. That's Um, really sweet. It's really, it's, it's awesome. It's like so nice. And like, I don't know, I always kind of feel like if, like if we are going somewhere and like out of state, like on a vacation or something, and we haven't listened to that, like, I feel like something is missing. And so like, I have to play it and it's, it's special and it makes me feel happy. Um, so I do listening to the CD is on a road trip. Um, That's really, it's really fun. Um, that reminds me like when we used to go on road trips with the family, um, there were two songs that always got played and it was, I think it was, it was gasolina and it was a song because my parents they would do this thing where they would buy like these compilation albums and it would be like Colombia's greatest hits and there was this one song on there called like las gorilas and it was literally like okay i'm gonna sing this don't copyright it it was like las manos hacia arriba las manos hacia abajo somos las gorilas i know that song i know that song <laughs> and we would always be there and i remember i remember my my alita my dad's mom she would always do the gorilla sound she'd be like <laughs> and she'd get too into it and that was pretty laugh oh my god when i um when i used to dance uh my jazz teacher would play that song like really? when we were doing warm-ups to get us pumped up oh it's a <laughs> it's a really good hype song i don't know why yeah. I can't explain I it. Um, so that the road trip so <sighs> just reminded me of that. 
Okay, um, I have two albums left. So, okay. I have one left. Okay, okay. So I'll just say this one because that works in the segue. I'm going to edit all this. Anyway, um, so my next album is The Fame Monster by Lady Gaga. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> this was one that my dad and I used to listen to together. My dad loves pop. Like, he's always been pop, pop. Top 40s, he knows them all. So he'll surprise me because sometimes he'll sing something. I'm like, who is that? And he'll be like, oh, that's this person's new song. And I'm like, oh. You texted me the other day about how much your dad loves Dua Lipa. And I was yes. like, what? <laughs> I asked him if he wanted to be on the pod because we were driving together um, after I got my second vaccine. And he was talking to me about Dua Lipa. And he's like, yeah, did you know that she works with these two guys in the studio and they produce all her stuff for her and she's Albanian and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dad, what? And he said he would come on the pod to talk about Dua Lipa. So it's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Um, so he's always loved pop. He's always wanted me to sing pop specifically. Um, <laughs> just a whole other thing. But um, I remember he got this album for Christmas. It was a gift for him. And <laughs> anytime we were in the car together, we would listen to it because it was like the crossover between our two like the things that we love and yeah. i don't know that album the the fame monster is like both of those albums so it's the fame and then okay um it, it's like a See, do, do i had the version things. of i had the version of the fame monster that was just like the eight the second half like this eight right. songs i didn't have the full thing i had like the fame and then i had the fame monster not like it was compilation of it it was the um I think it is. It it came in one CD case, and one okay. side was the fame, and then it was the fame monster. So okay. it was all Rad. of those songs together. Um, I love that. And it was just, I remember at that time, Lady Gaga was like such the controversial singer. Uh, obviously, this was when she was coming out in all of her looks. It was very like you know drag campy, and people were so averse to it and. And I just think of the what's the song? Let's have some fun. This is that. Oh yeah, love game. Uh, love game. Yeah, love yeah. Game. So I just remember, like me and my dad singing that song, and he was like, "You know that she wrote this in ten minutes," and I was like, <laughs> "No way." And I think that's just when I got really into Lady Gaga. There was just something about her. I mean, obviously she's an icon now, but at that part of her career, it was just like really interesting to see someone like that. And this was before like, you know, she got her nose done. So it was like, she had a very distinct look. And I don't know, it was just something that was really relatable to me and her music was just so much fun. And I still listen to that album. It's a good album. I love that album. Oh it's my god. One of yeah. her best. Yeah, it's so good. We'll do an episode where we rank her albums, which by the way, we've already done on our own independently. Um, yeah. But that should be our next that should be our next episode. <gasps> Let's do that one next. Okay, okay. Yeah. But this is one of my favorites. The definitive, definitive ranking of Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, ideal listening. Oh, you gotta listen to uh, I mean, they don't play it at the club, I guess, anymore, but it's they should. They should. At the club. Club. Another club. 
bus bus plane <laughs> another club no sleep <laughs> what's you know what song i want to hear in the club so bad what's the one um Rain on me? The, the starstruck starstruck that screw slam yeah. work it back filter that baby bump, bump that, that track, track. <laughs> that is that that shit is so good i still get hype about these songs from like 12 years ago yeah oh they're my God. so good it's a testament to her truly her mind her mind <laughs> anyway her mind okay so my last one um is jeff mangum's live at jittery joe's so jeff mangum is the lead singer of uh, neutral milk hotel and um this album is really special to me because it's just him and he is the whole thing is live it's just him and a guitar um acoustic and I love this album because the first time I listened to it was uh, my last two were very sentimental by the way so um the, the first time I listened to it was like one of the first nights that I ever like stayed the night at Nathan's house and we were um we were just like listening to like music together or whatever and he was like oh my god you've never heard this blah 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 so like we just like listened to it and I like cried it's so good he does um he does this really nice I mean I think it's nice other people might not think it's nice but like this really cute cover of the song um I love how you love me and it's really sweet and like kind of punky but like Mm -hmm. still pretty and that's the song that me and Nathan are gonna dance to when we get married and that album is just so special to me because it's like so sentimental and like oh I love it and um yeah ideal listening in a place that you can cry doesn't matter where (laughs) where you can open mouth drool sob yeah Yeah. that's really sweet it's live and like in between all the songs like you can hear him like talking to audience members and like interacting and so like if you're laying down and listening to it in like the dark and like you have your eyes closed like you can pretend like you're there yeah I love I love when artists release stuff like that it's so cool yeah that's awesome man that's really sweet that's really freaking sweet all right I don't know how this album ended up being my last album (laughs) <laughs> you gotta you gotta take the mood up a little bit <laughs> i don't even know how to intro this do you have any guesses what my last is album it the is fucking shrek soundtrack no okay but you're close, but you're close. okay okay i'm close okay yes. you can guess this carly give you... me a hint give me a hint oh this will give it away oh um, okay it's on our top three of best movie musicals hairspray yes it's hairspray yes <laughs> it's hairspray oh my gosh yes this and and specifically the the, uh, the soundtrack musical. to the motion picture because the original cast recording is not my favorite um no no offense to the lead because i think she has an iconic voice but it's just not my preference yeah <sighs> carly when this movie came out it blew my brain 
My mom bought this for me on DVD and yeah. I watched it every single night before I went to bed. Carly, Carly, <laughs> I would do this thing where I would pick a movie every summer because that was when I was in summer camp and I would sleep in the guest room and I would watch it every night for three months. I've seen this movie over 200 times, guaranteed. <laughs> I tried to play the DVD the other day Baby, we couldn't get to the end of the movie. It was so scratched up. Stop it. Because I literally just threw my hairspray DVD out for the same exact reason. Why are we the same person? Oh my God. Like, (laughs) it is so good. It's so good. It's It's so so good. good. I learned all the dances. I memorized all of the lyrics. I knew all the fucking lines. I knew all the lines, bitch. Oh my God. So I used to listen to this album. So, okay. I saw this movie in theaters like three times and I was a very shy kid, but when You Can't Stop the Beat came on, I was in my seat like with the choreo and everything. Yeah. Oh my God. And I remember because my cousins from Japan were staying with us because it came out in the summer and they watched it and they ended up going to theater camp with me because um, they were just like so inspired. By um, <laughs> I can't even... I don't have enough time to express how good this is. We could literally do a whole episode on this. Okay, dude, dude. I've watched every bonus feature. I've watched every iteration of Hairspray, except for Hairspray Live, which I refuse to do. I just can't. It wasn't good. I know, exactly. I couldn't do it. And because um, someone that we know was first runner up for that Tracy role. Yeah, she was. And and she would have done so well. She was in my production of Hairspray. So, I, okay, okay, okay. I got to gather myself because I'm getting too excited. So First of all, okay, let me just say, when I think of Hairspray, the first the two things that come to mind are the fucking, you know, exa- and you do such a good impression of John Travolta. We see say this to each other all the time at the end of a right long now. night. We're always like, say it right now. Oh, Tracy, I'm so tired. <laughs> it's so good. And oh. also, I think one of one of my earlier sexual awakenings was um, what's his face? The one who plays Corny Collins. James Marsden. James Marsden. When he's singing at the um, the Miss Hairspray contest. Yeah. The, and he um, does that run. Where he's like, that's me. Yeah. And then he does the little wink. That run was oh, so fucking clean. God. Dude, dude. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do with that emotion. I was like. I didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> I was so smitten with this man. His, his baby blue eyes. Oh my and God. I was like so shocked oh this is the thing this is the thing in we we're gonna do an episode on this because yeah. oh my god don't give it don't give too much away then <laughs> i won't but i will say in musical in movie musical casting they do stunt casting a lot which stunt casting usually refers to broadway but i use it here because it's usually when you cast somebody in a role because of their fame because they're gonna bring people to the movie theaters so yeah. they cast people like um James Marsden John Travolta um Ben Stiller's dad I don't know his name yeah Michelle Pfeiffer Michelle Pfeiffer Allison Janney was Penny Pingleton's mom Amanda Bynes yeah so so 
Oh, Zach Efron, bitch. Well, I was coming to that because here's the thing: <laughs> because they have so much stunt casting, you're like, okay, well, it's not going to be good because they have to be able to sing and dance to do this justice. Zach Efron, here's the thing: here's the thing. In the High School Musical original cast, like the first movie, he, he didn't, sing. didn't sing. He there was something like I, I don't know if like the producers made the choice or if he did, but he didn't sing. But when he sang in Hairspray, I was like holy shit this man has a beautiful voice and that slicked back little hair oh my god listen i i agree with you that like most of the time you're like okay how could this be good because they're just giving like the biggest names right but hairspray the fucking motion picture film is sing the single best cast movie musical i think yeah, ever. that has ever been made ever you in have the united states ever christopher walken excuse me oh you have fucking like john queen travolta in drag queen latifah was born oh, oh, to play that the, role oh how did we not talk about queen latifah amazing job fresh off of well not fresh off of but like she proved herself in chicago and she said i'm gonna do it again because i am multi-talented i'm better than everyone and she did it and she was amazing. And she, sounds- and she was not oh. wrong because she is better than everyone. She- oh my God. Okay. So back to the that music. Film. <laughs> I, I'm going to watch it tonight now because I have to. <laughs> it's so, I cannot express to you. Like I would listen to this um, on the way to, I, my mom would drop me off at elementary school at 7 a.m. I was the first kid at school and I was always the last kid at school because they worked really long hours. And I would usually sleep in the way on the way to school in the car but she would start playing the hairspray original cast recording and i would i couldn't i couldn't keep those eyes closed i had to get up and dance i had to sing oh my god it's so good it's there's something about the music that just brings so much joy and it's a pretty radical story for when it premiered on broadway it was like in the mid-2000s like it's pretty radical and like there's drag and it's about you know like segregation and 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 this the music is amazing and oh god i love it so much this is a great way to end this 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 episode i'm really glad that you saved this one for last I I'm glad too because i have so many emotions about hairspray i'm not even mad that that like that was on my list like like, I love it so much. I think people think that your music taste has to be, like, super, super, like, crazy and whatever. But, like, when something brings you joy, it brings you joy. And this is yeah. one of those things. And I, if I had to go on a desert island, this is this is one of the albums I would bring with me. For yeah, sure. for sure. Oh, oh man. All right. It's I, I need a second to repair, to recover. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time for songs that deserve some love. Yes. What is your song that deserves some love this week? Okay. So um, I found this song on TikTok. I got it through an ad. If I see a TikTok ad about music, I'll go listen to it because I'm all about learning about new artists and everything, which is why I'm like, we need to get a TikTok ad. Yeah, we do. We should. We should. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll pull video from this. Anyway, um, my song of fucks 
or no, no, no. My song that deserves more love is Hypotheticals by Lake Street Dive. Um, I don't know much about this band, but I've been listening to this album this week. And this song is just like really groovy and it just makes you want to get up and dance. Obviously, after speaking about Hairspray so passionately, I love a song that just makes me happy, that makes me want to get up and dance. That is just like the purest form of love, I think. And this song makes me want to do that. It has a great bass line, great piano, great drums. The the singer, I love her voice. She, she's got a unique voice. Um, yeah, I would highly encourage everyone to check it out. It's It's oh, been yeah. one of my favorite songs this week. What about you, Carly? I gotta check that out. So, <laughs> but you already know what my song is because we need to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. My song that deserves some love this week is Montero, aka Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X. This song is fucking incredible. I love and this not song. even the song. Sorry? I love the song. No, keep going. Oh, yeah. And not even just the song. But the infamous music video. <laughs> it's been out and like the, one week already. In I know. Well, it is. And that's why I say that it deserves some love because I feel like people like us, like, yes, obviously, like, we're fucking living for this. Yeah. But he is getting so much hate right now for this. And right. he does not deserve it. He's such a sweet baby angel. I love him so much. I love like, him his so TikTok, much. He is so pure. And, like, the fucking message behind that video is like so amazing too like yes he came out as gay all you dumb old bitches are telling him that he's gonna go to hell so he's like yeah okay let me go and i'm gonna slide down this yeah let me slide down this stripper pole on my way there and just piss y'all off even more it's (sighs) so good yeah it's so good i think that um if you haven't seen it you have to just because like it's a cultural moment it just is um uh, did you read the little message that he tweeted out? It was like to so. to Lil Nas, like to his younger self. He was like, "We always promised that we wouldn't be uh, that kind of gay person, the one that was out and proud and loud, but we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to the other people to to be that person." I'm yeah. paraphrasing, but I thought that that really shows his att- intentions behind this video. Yes, it's like scandalous. It's um, that's maybe not the right word. It's oh, I don't even know what word I'm trying to say. It's provocative. It's provocative. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's trying to elicit a reaction out of people. But if you watch the video, there's a lot of like Christian imagery. There's um, a lot of that stuff. And yeah, he goes down to hell and sliding down a stripper pole. And he, I think he's just trying to like obviously clap back at all those people all the the christians who are like you're going to hell for this no matter how much we love you like you will end up in hell for being gay and and the people who are reacting so viciously to him are proving his point exactly that people are always going to hopefully not always but at the moment people there are a lot of people who who hate the gays and want them to die and I don't know. He, I think that his his video was just kind of a, a response to that. It's like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm going to hell anyway. Might as well have some fun on the way down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also, 
I also just really appreciated this because it shows that like as an artist he is not tied down to like any one thing he just Mm kind of does whatever he wants I mean we saw that with Old Town Road like that was just him doing what he wanted to do he's not like solely a country artist or like solely this or solely that and he is an artist that I respect so much just because he he makes music that he wants to and doesn't really abide by like any label or standard and I really appreciate that about him I mean I remember when Old Town Road came out um and he like he was out but he wasn't like out out you know what I mean like he wasn't being super vocal about it and this video shows to me that like he is not sacrificing any part of himself for his artistry like he's using all of it and and I think that's just a such a an admirable thing like he knows that he's gonna get hate but he's authentically himself and not to mention like this song is just good like those little like offbeat claps and and his voice doubled in that low register and the higher register there's something that's so pleasing to listen to his voice you know it's oh it's I love I listen to that song like 10 times when it came out yeah it's good it's been stuck in my head all day long like every time I got up from like the computer at work to like go to the bathroom I was like it's just a fun song it's it's good um but yeah I guess that was it covered everything so thank you guys for for riding on this journey um hope you enjoyed some of our formative albums if you have any albums that were formative and you think they deserve some love we'll shout them out if you get to this part of the episode but yeah if you do then you deserve a shout out because (laughs) thank you (laughs) because you're one of our three listeners (laughs) yeah anyway This is a lot of fun. So next week we'll come in hot with our Lady Gaga rankings. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right. Bye, y'all. Have a good one. Bye. Love ya.